Welcome to the Beyond Belief Podcast, where here we're just discussing belief, how we can actually dive deeper, and how you can actually use belief to your benefit, because I'm going to be real with you. Belief is the key to everything in life. Every episode, we will discuss different aspects of belief, how you can grow it, how you can sustain it, and more so how you can reap the benefits of belief. Welcome, welcome. On today's podcast, you all saw that it was labeled Y-O-U. You may be asking the question, why was it labeled U? And it wasn't just spelled U, it was Y period O period U period. There is a reason for that. Today, we're going to have some of the uncomfortable conversations that most people don't have. We're going to talk about self-love, self-discipline, self-efficacy, because it all ties into belief. And why did I label it Y-O-U? You means your own universe. We are all living on the same earth, but we are living in different worlds. That's very, very important. I hope you actually caught that. Some things are caught, not taught. So let's go a little bit deeper into the self-love real quick. Because we all know how to love other people. We are taught how to love other people. But I want to ask you this question. What is true love? Just think about it. What kind of love do you want? What is true love? To me, right, I get my, you know, definition of love. The more and the more I grow is from the Bible. It says love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. It does not boast. And it is not proud. It does not dishonor others. Also, love is not self-seeking. Love is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. And love does not delight in evil. But what is love? Love rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. And true love never fails. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verses 4 through 8. But here's what I want to come to you and talk about with love. How are you loving yourself? I'm going to ask you that one more time. How are you loving yourself? Because like I said, we are taught you're supposed to be patient with your, with your significant other. You're supposed to be kind, right? You're not supposed to be easily angered. But let's flip this around. This is why I labeled it Y-O-U, your own universe. How are you treating yourself? Are you patient with yourself? Let's start with these tough conversations. Do you get easily angered at yourself? Because you didn't do something that you, you know, that you put a time or a date stamp on. Do you trust yourself? Do you hope? Do you have hope in yourself? Right? Because true love never fails. Do you, are you keeping record of wrongs every time you mess up that one time that something goes wrong? Right? Are, are you, you know, dishonoring yourself? Are you self-seeking? And let's pause right here. Let's talk about self-seeking. Because this is one thing I see that's a problem in relationships and a lot of times in life. The Bible says love is not self-seeking. What does that mean to me? That means love is not selfish. But going a little bit deeper, I'm not wanting somebody to text me, to hit me up, to do something just because it makes me feel good. Okay? That's what self-seeking. Self-seeking is like the selfish side of love. So I wanna, I'm going to ask you this question one more time. Are you loving yourself how you're loving others? Are you loving others better than you loving yourself? Because here's the the blunt reality of it. You attract what you are. 
You can't truly love somebody if you never loved yourself. So I'm going to challenge y'all today. Make sure that you're loving yourself. Make sure you're kind to yourself. And let's turn this around. Do you know what true self-love is now? Self-love is patience. Self-love is kind. Self-love does not envy. It does not boast. Self-love is not proud. It is not self-seeking. True self-love is not easily angered. True self-love does not keep any record of wrong. And it does not delight in evil. But true self-love rejoices with the truth. True self-love always protects. It always trusts. It always hopes. It always perseveres. And true self-love never fails. So operate in self-love today. But let's go uh, just a tad bit deeper. To me, for you to be operating in self-love, you need self-discipline. Why is self-discipline important? Because I told you one of my definitions of self-love is doing everything in your own best interest. That's it. Making sure you're putting you first. You know, we're taught, okay, you know, you want to be selfless. But for me to be selfless, sometimes I have to be selfish first. Because I can't give you what I don't have. What do they say on a plane if a plane goes down? Make sure your life jacket is on first and you put an oxygen mask over you first before you try to save anybody else around you. And there's a reason for that because if something happens, something happens to me, I can't save me and I'm putting you in danger too. This is why true self-love is important. And here's the blunt reality of it. If you're not operating in self-love, you are a walking time bomb. Because you're looking for somebody else to fill a void that only you can fill. I said it. We're going to be having those serious conversations nobody wants to have. And you know, going, you know, just thinking about it. I was like this at one time to where I would say, when I got the money, I'm going to operate, you know, more in self-love. Once I get the money, I can travel more. I can do stuff that will make me happy. Money is a multiplier, okay? Money doesn't make you happy. It can add to your happiness, but it shouldn't be like the fundamental joy in your life. So do things right now when you don't have the money that can help you, that can make you be happy, that can bring you joy. Like walking in the park, small tasks like painting, writing, something you can do right now that can bring you joy. You deserve it because here's the crazy part. There are a lot of people out there that will spend hundreds of dollars on a significant other, on a friend to make sure that they're good. But when it comes to yourself, nah, I'm okay. And then deep down, you're crying. You're, you're wanting somebody to give you it. And you're not even giving it to yourself. So what I want you to do is make sure you're operating in self-love. Now let's go back to the word you. Your own universe. In your own universe. And I'm going to say the quote I said at the beginning. We are all living on the same earth. But we are in our different worlds. Albert Einstein said it best. Your imagination is a preview to your life's coming attraction. What do you imagine? Right. Matter of fact, let me give you some scriptural reference. Hebrews 11.1. 1, okay. That is one of my favorite verses. If you've never heard of it, I'm going to give you some time to go look it up. Hebrews 11.1. 1, and I'm going to use the King James Version because the King James Version, it hits a little bit different. It says, now faith is a substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And I'm going to tie in the self-love and your imagination. We'll say that. And why am I trying to bring these two together? Because if I don't understand how much I love myself, I'm never truly going to believe in myself. We talk about belief. We talk about writing the goals. But here's the real question. 
Do you love yourself enough to believe when you physically don't see it? Don't let what you physically see stop you from what you know God's about to do in your life. I told you your vision is God expressing himself through you. And the word does say faith is a substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And it's crazy, as we said, faith is a substance of things hoped for. And what did the word say about what is true love? It says true love's true love always hopes. If true love always hopes and faith is evidence of things that we hope for. Hope and love are a part of belief. And so I want you to one start operating self-love. Anything that follows I am will always follow you. Okay? Anything that follows I am will always follow you. But let's go back to you, your own universe. One of my mentors call it La La Land. You have to be so fixated. You you have to really be thinking about what you want on a daily basis to create it. Because sometimes your environment or your frequency can be so strong that you get pulled back on a daily because you're you are in your environment more than anything. You're in your house more than anything. You're in your car more than anything. Your work environment, you're in around the same people more than anything. So this is true. Your environment is what you become. And so this is why people say the enemy is the inner me. The true inner me is trying to pull me back to who I used to be, that insecure version, right? The not secure version of my old self, the person who didn't believe. When things went wrong, started acting emotional. Your old you is going to be the hardest person who's going to be battling you, battling you on a daily to make you stay where you are because the old you doesn't want you to change. But the new version of you, that new family, that new body, that new life that you want is going to be the one who needs your attention. This is why wherever your energy, I'm going to say it in this way, wherever you focus on grows. Whatever you focus on grows. If you focus on lack, you're not going to grow abundance. If you're focusing on abundance, you're not going to grow lack. But I'm going to say this quote. I love this quote. I, I may have even said it on the last podcast. If we are planting a flower right now and the flower does not grow, are we going to blame the flower or are we going to blame the environment? First thing we, we may check is the soil. Then check the temperature. So if you're not growing, is it because you're not a good seed or is it because your environment isn't good soil? So when you're in your own universe, you have to focus. Why do you want to focus on your goals? Focus turns a want into a desire. This is about to get real deep. The word desire, the word dub means from and the word sire means father. Your desire is from God. So whatever is your burning desire of your heart, God will give to you. He literally, he literally said, when you pray for anything, you can have it. If you ask, believe, and forgive. Most people don't believe it's possible. Like, when I really say most people don't believe it's possible, people don't really write down their goals on the daily. But here's the question. Are you going to believe that it's not going to happen? Or are you going to believe that it will happen? Because what is true faith? True faith to me is not knowing that God can, because knowing that God can means that God can't too. No, it's, it means that I know that God will. Like, that means that I know what's going to happen with no doubt in my heart. And do you know how you truly believe? How does God know that, oh, 
I am acting in belief. I'm acting in self-love by how you prepare, by how you're setting up. Watch this. You know how um, on Thanksgiving when your grandma is cooking, does she start cooking on that day or does she start cooking, you know, maybe a week before? She starts preparing, you know, you marinate the turkey. It's the same thing with, with food. You have to prepare it. So if I'm preparing for my day or Thanksgiving dinner, I don't start cooking on that day when I start seeing it. You prepare before. Because what does the definition of the word past and the definition of the word future say? The definition of the word past is a time or period before you speak it or write it down. And the definition of the word future says a time or period after you speak it and you write it down. So after you say something and you write it, stuff is going to creation. Because true self-love is not going to let me be around negative people. True self-love is going to protect. It's going to trust. It's going to hope. True self-love is going to say, you know what? This is what my vision is. I'm going to fight to get my dream by to get the dream bank account, to get the dream family. And I'm not going to stop until I get it. But what happens is throughout life, I'm going to give you a good example. Your bank account may physically say zero or you may say negative in your bank account. And a lot of people, when they see the physical, they forget the spiritual. When they see the physical proof of it's not happening now, they lose belief. And just because you don't see it in the physical does not mean it's not about to happen in the spiritual. Don't let what you physically see stop you from what God's about to do. Because that moment you stop believing is the moment that God can start working in your favor. And I'm going to end it right here. Have you ever wondered, why do bad people get get good things? I know I've studied this for a while. Why do some bad people get good things? And that's a question I've asked. It can be people who are killers, you know, murderers, all this, who's doing the wrong thing. And they're getting everything that they actually desire in life. And I've came to the conclusion that it is because of self-love. They are doing everything in their own best self-interest. They're putting nobody else first but themselves and their loved ones. But they're, they're doing everything best for them. They're not second-guessing what they should be doing. And why is self-love very, very important? If God is love and greater, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world, and I'm not operating in self-love. I'm not letting God operate in my life. 